Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Yes, sir. And this week, we have some fun things to talk about. The NBA All-Star Game. We talked about the NHL All-Star Game. I th- was that really last week? Or the week before? Dude, it's all blurring together at this point. It kind of is. <laughs> kind of is. So we get the NBA All-Star Game to talk about. We have the Bruins, 91-point uh, Bruins to talk about as well. Um, is seem, that good? Seem to be back on track. I think it's. I think it's good. Cool. We'll um, get to the bottom of if that's good. <laughs> On this episode of if that's good, we will get to the bottom <laughs> of everything you want to Bruins. know. <laughs> yeah. On February twentieth. Uh, yeah. So I mean, a lot of fun things, a lot of good things to talk about. Obviously, Celtics are kind of on a bit of a break because of the All Star Game. Well, I don't know. You'll have to tell me when the next game is, but um, uh, it's not it's not a vaca- it's not an extended vacation like the Bruins had. It's just Thursday. Uh, so the Bruins next game is Thursday as well. So Yeah. Um and yeah, this episode is a little late today because I wanted to record this after the Bruins game, uh the holiday one o'clock game, and also we were supposed to have a season ticket holder event. Um so there there was supposed to be Uh-oh. an event right you didn't didn't tell me about this so there's supposed to be like a team event like a meet and greet and like a hangout and free food and all that kind of stuff at the omni in boston uh, or in the seaport omni seaport okay yeah because omni parker omni parker right downtown near the common it's my it's my jam one of my good buddies used to work there when i was in college i was there all the time no this is the seaport different spot yeah yeah so but it, it, it I don't know how it made any sense for them in the first place. I mean, we've all we were all saying the same thing when they said the event was happening. It was like the game is at one o'clock and the event is at five o'clock. So the pl- the, the players then have to play until three thirty ish or whatever time, and then do media and then shower and then immediately go over and do like a team event. Like I don't think after I work a whole day, I want to go uh, get asked a million questions and like. You know, ask for pictures. To be fair, I don't make a million dollars a year, or you know, millions of dollars a year. But like, it just seemed like a stupid day to do the event, and so then they postponed it, which, to the surprise of no one, I and I don't think they're going to reschedule it. I mean, they say they're going to reschedule it, but I have a feeling that they're going to be like, well, now you know the playoffs are coming around, and we need to get ready for the playoffs and focus on that. So we're not going to do this event and blah blah blah. So I was hoping to be able to review kind of the game and that that event today but that didn't work out as planned but still great game i don't get the not doing it same day as a game you don't get it you're on the yeah you're on the other other side of me you're on the opposite side no not game practice you know game is fine i get it fine yes but the, do not doing it on the other side of a pra, like a practice or anything. Well, so so we had a game Saturday and we had a game Monday. So maybe do it on Sunday. Well, see, I don't think you can get them to to commit to the organization on a day off. I think it, I, I'm looking at it like that. But we've always had the events on days off. Like I've always it. it there's never I've never gone to an event on you the get, same day as you a get, game. You get full turnout at those. Oh yeah. Really? Full yeah. team. Full team. All right, then yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. I mean, I don't think I they I'm really just a guy who's been overworked lately. So. <laughs> I'm all for don't go in on the day off. Unionize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, we we are. I'm like, yeah, tight. <laughs> nice. Good. Good. I'm working on it. No, I mean it's just I don't know. It, it it's always been that way and I never it never made sense for them to try to jam everything into the same day. Especially when they got to go to the seaport, when we all know that traffic in any city is not good after a game, um, so it just seemed like kind of it would be a mess. And uh, I get a feeling that's why they rescheduled it, or why they're going to reschedule it. But I don't have high hopes for them actually rescheduling the game. But we'll see. I mean, sorry, not the game, the event. It was a game. <laughs> yeah, they re- oh, yeah. they canceled the whole game and they're only gonna it's like, it's like definitely don't come in on your day off if yeah. it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah an extra game dude it's been a long it's been a long week i feel you bro. it's monday i feel you i know 
We haven't even we've barely talked. It's nice that we have this. I know. Good to hear from you. Busy, uh, busy guys here in February. Our teams have been getting busy. Jason Tatum got pretty busy. Dude, that's what I want to talk about. I didn't really get to watch the All-Star game or Jalen Brown. Black mask, dude. Yeah. Sick. Looks sick. Oh. I thought it was illegal. They banned it at one point. The black mask? Which is, yeah, which is just trash. LeBron looked so cool in it. I think Jimmy Butler had it at one point. Why would they so ban tight. it? No idea. I truly don't get it. I truly don't get it. Uh, so I hope it's not that he can just wear the black mask. In the All-Star in, game? In the All-Star game. I, I hope that's back because, man, he looked tight. He's got that dunk with his tongue out. I it did was cool see to that. See Jalen play again. I missed seeing Jalen Brown play basketball. It was cool to see them play against each other. Loved it, especially yeah. since the last play they had together was Jason Tatum's elbow going into Jalen Brown's cheek <laughs> and breaking his face. It was dope. Yeah, twenty-seven points in a quarter. Is that good? That's yeah, the so best quarter ever happened. That's six points better than the best quarter to ever happen in an All Star game prior to it. Is that good? I just want to say, only player. To score 50 points in an all-star game, a playoff game, and a regular season game. Is that good? That one, I think, is good, yeah. But to the people that are like, look, it's the all-star game. It's like, yeah, but yeah. nobody's ever done it before. So, Fine. like, yeah, you still have to score also, 55 also, points also, worth of buckets. I don't, I don't hear anyone saying Jason Tatum was a try-hard. Right. He casually got 55. Everyone else who scored a shitload casually gets it. Yeah, I don't I don't get that argument. They're like like if if weird hate. You 50, gotta look at like you gotta click in their profile and see who they tweet positively about right. team wise. It was fifty five. Weird right? debate. It's fifty five. Yeah. So I don't care like Connor McDavid could score ten goals in the All Star game and that would be impressive. I know that that's not like the odds were plus twenty one hundred for anybody to score over fifty points in the All Star game. Anyone. Yeah. Tatum was probably plus 5,000. And for anyone who doesn't know gambling, that's you put $10 down, you win $500. You put $100 down, you win $5,000. And what it was was anyone. You put $100 for anyone, and you got $2,100. Plus your 100 back, so $2,200. Damn. That would have been a sick bet. Anyone. And he got he got it by five. That's good. I'll, I'll, I just looked it up and confirmed that's good. Yeah. Glad we got Google. Are you on the new Bing? Let's not talk about it. Um, <laughs> I'm on Ask G. I just asked Jeeves. Yeah. How did they not win with AI? They already have the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Bing comes in. Dude. Who's talking? Yeah. Anyways, I said we wouldn't talk search engines. We won't. <laughs> XFL kicked off. This is not a search engine podcast. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Uh, <laughs> depends when we hear that in the balcony. Yeah. Heard a lot about chicken wings recently. Uh, we're all over the map. Let's stay. Let's stick with the all-star game. Um, <laughs> I thought a fun game. I, I, I like it. I, I think it'd be cool if they did like, I, two things on the all-star game. First of all, I think the product's fine. Everyone expects it to be bad. That's still a good basketball game, and it's fun to watch. It was like I, you still watched it, like even though you're like, oh, you didn't shut it off. It's still a good product, even if you didn't like like it or whatever. You're only saying I that because say, Tatum dropped 55 guy and he's oh, MVP. See, I, and I can't escape that because I can't change history and have him have done worse. It's a good product. I've dude, liked it the last few years. No, I like the I like the by the quarter thing, <laughs> like the Kobe Bryant MVP. I'm in on it all. I do want to go back to East versus West. Yeah, dude, me and too. I want to go a step further. Let's get the MLB rules in. Play, play for home court. And I say that with the Celtics, if they win the East, which is not guaranteed, that's more competitive than the league. I say that with if they do win the Eastern Conference, that would mean they would have home court advantage by the rules now. Let's, let's make it whoever. I like that. That's one of the only cool things about the MLB game. Not to mention that is a product that is literally the best of the best versus the best. The pitcher wants to strike you out and you want to get ahead and everyone's playing their position right. That's like, what that I mean, is the like... most accurate of the professional sports. We talked this with Daniel last week or whatever it was last time we had an episode together. 
make it east versus west and make it uh you know whoever wins home court advantage in the playoffs in the finals yeah i mean there there has to be something at stake or else it ends up becoming the pro bowl god which what a slippery slope this year with them squishing it to a 50 yard field and they're playing flag football yeah man it was that was rough I'm fine with guys trotting down, doing off the backboards to themselves, shooting up three-pointers. I mean, LeBron still shuffed, uh, stuffed SGA. Like, they play defense occasionally. It's kind of like a statement thing. I don't know. I know it's not a normal game of basketball. It's still a, it's the best of the best. It's the best in the world playing basketball. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get the hate. I, I think it's just kind of a little popularized to hate all-star games. I, that's what because I was just going to say. Bad. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's if you hate, I like what the NHL does, but it's, you know, fine. It's, it, not, it, yeah. it's not the game. I agree. It's, it's not an all-star game anymore. It's an all-star weekend, and I think that's a good way to pivot. I think that's smart business-wise, and you can't get upset at it because it, they already know it's not normal. I mean, it, always, it comes down to it with a lot of things, right? It's just like, this is for fun and this is for mostly for kids and it's mostly to like showcase the best players in the world to people who don't get to watch them all the time like you you don't get to watch people like i I don't know uh, like johnny goudreau or people who are playing in the all-star game like how often do you get to see them when they play your favorite team or when they play the team that's in your local broadcast like network so if you really have a problem with this, it's like don't just don't watch it. Like who cares? Yeah. This isn't if you don't if you don't like it, it's not for you. Like I just I don't understand why people just have to hate on all of the All Star games. Like the the Pro Bowl, I could understand people being like that was rough because it was, but like just just don't watch it. Like who ca- who even cares? I don't. The get problem it. with the Pro the Pro Bowl this year was that they shoved it down your throat, right? Because they were supposed to have Nick Sixers on at noon, and it was that bullshit for like another hour and a half. Yeah, just like that. That that was awful on ESPN's part. That was so strange. If anything, that stupid game should have been flexed. And like, I know how big the NFL is, but like, you can't tell me. And I know how far and away those ratings numbers are, but you cannot tell me that tracked. I, I or maybe it did. Maybe more people watch that garbage than an NBA. It's game. just hard that's, to believe. It's just yeah. Maybe, maybe that's how it is. But oh, it's the NBA ones not shoved down your throat. It's on TNT. Like if unless you're looking for SVU or like you know a drama you've seen <laughs> or or one of the fast movies. I don't like. I don't know why. What's the problem? It's not. It's not on ESPN. It's not in your face. Right. You don't have to watch it. Uh, NHL, same thing, right? What, what, what was the NHL on? TNT again, right? I don't know. I, I, I didn't. Oh, I yeah. was there. I don't know. <laughs> I was there for the skills and everything. Yeah. Uh, got to talk some skills comp. Uh, they 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 ruined the skills competition at first, okay. like the actual skills competition. I want to talk about all three, but they ruined the skills competition with this team thing. I'm tired of seeing the Anacumpos every year. Uh, versus like two random sets of people, like a, a group of like sophomore rookies, and then like w- the home team. It's stupid. I liked it when it was an individualized game two years ago. Uh, they ruined that, and even then, like no one liked it then. I actually liked it then. Now it's very stupid. Uh, three point contest, Tatum. Well, you showed you showed up for the All Star game, so I guess no notes. I'm gonna assume but he didn't win. Obviously, he did not. Uh, shout out to Dame Dollar, uh, one of my favorite professional athletes, let alone professional basketball players. Won the three point contest and goes, "Yep, just needed to win one of these. I will never do it again. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> just absolute legend. Honest. And then, uh, shout out Mac McClung, man. He he made it fun. He really did. Jericho Sims was an embarrassment to the Knicks and himself. Uh, the other the other two dudes could dunk, but the thing is, is like when you do amazing dunks, it's cool. But when you do amazing dunks on the first try, 
it makes the dunk contest relevant and good again. And only one person did that that this year, and it was Mac McClung. And yes, I do have a problem with like they had to dig in the G League. I've personally known Mac McClung since like high school mixtape. Like I was watching him then. I watched him at Georgetown. Uh, I know that he's Riff Raff's cousin. Uh, I've like I've followed him because of that, and I was like, yeah, this kid can dunk. I never thought he would win an NBA Slam dunk contest. Uh, and like, if you tell me G leaguers in the dunk contest, that makes me aggravated. But this dude saved the dunk contest. He really did. Like, it, it was the first time that I thought it was cool in a very long time. And the the big problem with the dunk contest is like it used to be such an honor to be in it. Dr. J won the first one. Michael Jordan was in it. Uh, Blake Griffin was a big one. But you even look at like Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine and like those two dudes are players now, but they weren't really then. And it's like interesting that they turned into players off of that. But at the end of the day, I just want to be wowed and Mac McClung wowed me. Like I truly wowed me. And like, I don't know, you want to <laughs> say 350 or 540, whatever. That first one where he jumps over a guy, I won't call it two guys, but I'll call it a guy and a half, which is still amazing, and still taps the backboard and dunks it. Even in slow motion, it doesn't make sense to me how fast he did that. And I, I don't know. I was just, I was just wowed, and I can't remember the last time I was wowed uh, in a dunk contest. He That dude, I don't know, he, he didn't look like a guy who would win the dunk contest to me. Like I saw him, and I was like, who, who is? Oh, I can't. I can't imagine not knowing who Mac McClung was and watching this weekend. <laughs> That's what I'm I saying. Can't imagine. Like, people, people were I like, can't imagine. Who? Dude looks like Mike Birbiglia out there, just like <laughs> hopping around. It's unbelievable. I can't imagine. I've literally like I've known of him for like four or five years, and so it was like it was like, oh wow, he's he's actually like that good. Where like, cause I, I, he floats and he throws down cool dunks, but like nothing he's done in a game is like a dunk contest type thing. And I was just, I was very impressed with the three dunks he threw down and the fact that he got them all in the first try was phenomenal. Was yeah, unbelievable. Just no, no, it was so that was sick. I watched the highlights of it. I was like, this is this is awesome. It was it was so cool in the moment with him, and then it was like awkward for some of the other guys, and it was very awkward for Jericho Sims, and. uh but yeah, I did props to to Mac McClung. So sick. Yeah, it was fun. But uh yeah, Dame, I don't know, you know, skills skills were skills, it was whatever. Didn't catch the celebrity game, but I heard Twenty One Savage played. <laughs> I heard that uh who somebody some NFL player was in there, no? And then he got like DK Metcalf dunked. Yeah, and he ended up getting like selected for for testing right after that by the nfl the the nfl is so obvious with the, all of their moves and motives yeah it's it's just anyone could script it it's not you couldn't write it it's just like it's horrible writing how obvious they are with that you dunked in an nba all-star game he's not like it's february bro the super bowl was last weekend He's, he's not doing anything team related to what? Like August, right. July? It's insane. It's insane. It's we wild. saw you dunk. Yeah, he's massively athletic. You used to let players jump up and throw the football over the upright. That's 10 feet. Yeah. All of those guys could dunk. DK Metcalf could very easily do that. Right. And also, like, it was a fine dunk. Little clunky. Little awkward. Yeah, but he's not a he's not a, a, a basketball player. So it's like we don't know that. No, I just mean well, we yes, I mean we do. He's not in the NBA. So that doesn't mean he's not a basketball player, though. No, but I'm just saying, like, I don't expect it to be this perfect thing. Like it's the thing that he does every single day. The guy the guy plays football. And of course, he pro like he. Of course, he could play basketball too. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not surprised that it was a little clunky. No, because he did it like in game on yeah. TNT, right? Yeah. But uh, my only point with the clunkiness thing is just like, 
wasn't like far and away like jesus get that guy a test no yeah (laughs) the 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 nfl's open lane open lane against like you know some guy on an nbc drama (laughs) stupid it's just insane that they tested him unbelievable shout out dk metcalf good dunk (laughs) nice anything else of note from the all-star game this year Mac McClung introducing Post Malone before the game started. Love and that. how much music they had in general. I love it. There's so much music. It's crazy. People it's seem to have a lot to say about Utah, though. A lot to say about it being in Salt Lake. I can't imagine. Yeah. But that, that, don't even get me started on that. We'll have another hour. <laughs> oh, I think that's the worst possible destination to go to an all-star game if you don't live there. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait to go to can't wait to go to Utah this year. Found out they had to like create law loopholes for what so you could drink if you were visiting there. And apparently they did it in the Olympics. And this was just some guy told me at the bar. So like, don't take this to heart. This is <laughs> this means. is law. But they made a loophole where you could get a sponsor by a local, and like people like volunteer it and all this stuff and that that's why you could drink when you're in their city at night or something wow just doesn't seem like a fun place to go party i was gonna say it's a place that you want to go like get away from everything ever not like go have a good time but that is utah like i i'm going to zion for that yeah not going to salt lake only time I'm going to Salt Lake is for Sundance, and it's if I ever get in. Fingers crossed. We're getting there. Thanks, baby. Knock on wood. That's all I got for All-Star Weekend. Go Tatum. Very tight. And anyone who downplays it, congratulations. Yeah. You win, you did, I guess. You Yeah. You, you could have done better. Right. Um, in other news, Mark Wahlberg has sold his Beverly Hills home. And I was wondering Jeez. if you had bought that. I did, yes. And just for the golf course. So he originally um, bought it for eight point two five million in two thousand and nine mm-hmm. and just sold it for fifty five million. So I figure yeah. you threw a quick fifty five mil at that. No problem. It was it's just that backyard golf course. I had to. Dude, it's insane. Like I'm only bringing this up because of course it's it's Mackie Mac, but like the the amount of money that like the the super rich have to just throw around like that is crazy to me. You know how much that house is worth? I mean, it can't be fifty five million. I think it's like probably six. Yeah, exactly. Like he overpaid, and now this. <laughs> it's crazy out here, man. Dude, there's like, a skate park like... there. What are you talking about? Oh, that's what. It, that's why it's worth so much money. There's a skate park and a basketball court. Yeah, and 10 holes of golf. Yeah. Uh, I just love to think, like, some guy spent his only $55 million on it, so, like, he can't keep it, like, upkeep it. Or the taxes. <laughs> Pay the taxes on it. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean uh, it's more than that? I just paid $55 million for this. I get it. They sell overseas. It's just it's crazy. I was at, oh, this is separate, but... Little, little something. I don't know if you know. Well, you probably saw my story. When saw a guy named named Tiger Woods play golf. Dude, in person. that's sick. Loved it. How was the? God, it was so fun. How was the whole day? The best. I I a uh, top, 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 top sporting event uh, experience for me. Really loved it. Yeah, I was blown away by how cool it was. Did you, and I think uh, kind of the key of that is a Thursday. But, like, you got, you know, the big groups. Like, it was Tiger, Rory, and Justin Thomas on the same group. And then right behind them were, like, three of the top guys. And, like, it was just, like, you know, a lot of people following them, but we'd just jump ahead a few holes and be 10 feet away from them. And, like, by the end, there's not even that many people on Thursday. But then you're like walking around and there's just like, you know, for me, a, a guy who knows golf and like is kind of a golf fan, just like 
like very good players yeah. just like al- alone with you at the rope because they kind of hit an errant drive and you're like kind of having a conversation with them while they're playing. And it's just like it's it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh but also just some of the best food and beverage and you can go anywhere and I I'm going every Thursday to the Riviera every year that I can. It was, yeah. it was awesome. I loved it. And I, but for me, I had to see Tiger Woods play golf. I, I had to. I saw Tiger probably 15, 20 years ago. Like I was young and uh, my dad's a big golf guy. Um, right. Golf's all the time. Member. Uh, been to Augusta. Like he's, he's done a lot of really cool things around that. So, hell yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of like really awesome golfers way back then. So it was like Tiger, VJ Singh, Mickelson. Like I saw all these guys. I I even saw like some of the older guys too. And the, when the senior tour would come around, we would go to that because um, they used to play. I think in Salem every year, and that was a cool thing too. Like I was never. I, Dude, I'd, I'd kill. I'd kill to get to that right now. I'm go not a John, go see some John Daly. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a golfer. I like golf. I think it's it's a cool sport, and I think that, uh, you know, I wish I was better at it, but that's you put in the time, and everybody that plays golf knows that you could put in hundreds of thousands of hours and never be where you want to be, but it's a tough sport, man. It's a really hard sport. People think it's easy because of how slow it can be and all that, but it's really hard. Yeah, my best, I'm a, I'm a once-a-week golfer. Uh, that's what I try to be. Um, it's it's the worst, <laughs> <laughs> the most frustrating. If you if you don't say why am I playing this game at least once around, you're not really playing. Golf. Right, right. But I love it. Yeah, I'm full blown addict. So to see him was amazing. I have a video that I should send you. Uh, I got them all on 18 from a very good vantage point if anyone watches the genesis invitational it's it's that wrapped around hillside uh i was up on that hill and i got a i got all three of them in the same video birdieing that hole that's awesome and i got to see all 30 all three of them birdie the first hole too we were at the first hole a couple groups of four and we were right at the rope for all of that it was crazy i loved it but tiger is reconstructed he does not walk normal. Yeah, uh, but he can play golf. He's 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 honestly, he's better than he was before the accident. And I don't say that for any reason but fact. I, I'm not trying to say anything with that, but it's just a fact. He couldn't go under before the accident. Uh, but like you know, we saw a big wince from him on on eleven, and that was like when he'd been on the green for a bit. And like I think there's like ways he can step wrong, and it's very bad. He he does not walk normal. But he's out driving Rory and Justin. Like, it's crazy. Uh, fa- fantastic experience. Highly recommend going to uh, professional golf if anyone's into that or has been curious about that. Or even if you're not, if you're if, if you like drinking, <laughs> good time. Nice. Um, but all right, let's let's bring it around. Let's end this episode talking about the Bruins because they seem to be back on track here. Um, yeah, we got to get to the bottom of if ninety two is good. <laughs> well, we were a little concerned, or at least I was. I will say because we came back from the break and we lost the first game, and we had lost a, a handful before. And I was like, okay, are we? W- what's going on here? You know, are we really going to be slumping even after the break? But then at the same time, it's like, look, they had they had over a week off. Uh, there's going to be some rust. Shake it off. And they came back around. They lost to Washington to start it, but they haven't lost since. Beat Dallas. Beat Nashville. You know, really put the hurt on Nashville and the Islanders this weekend. Five to nothing against Nashville. Six to two against the Islanders. Three to one today against against Ottawa. I mean. Good win against Dallas in there. Yeah. And Dallas is, is the best team in the West. Yeah, so and that was that was a tough one, uh, but that was a great win. Um, the the Washington game just felt like that was too much time off to me. You? Yeah, it was that, and it, I think it was the rust thing. It was like getting their feet under them, and 
You know, they I just also think like the Dallas game might have been a different story because that wasn't too far out of it either. No, like, it, it really just feel like we're we're rolling as of this weekend. You know. Yeah, I think I mean, the Nashville first... game gave them. You know that that also. You got to shout out. I don't know if the whole NHL does it or or even if it's just the Bruins, but that whole family trip that they do once a year, whether it's the moms or the dads or the the this year it was the siblings, it's cool that they do that for the team. And I think that them winning and having all of their family there probably you know made them I don't know, it kind of got them out of that slump of like, oh man, we're we're still losing. Um, and they had some big wins there. So I think that that was a really cool thing. Um, and then let's just, let's just talk about Jake DeBrusque coming back. I mean, how you doing? Did this kid lose a step or no? Or did he just like, I see, I see a half step, half step gained. This is what I'm saying. Like he, he, he came back right where he left off. I can't say that. Yeah, I can't say that. He was, he's just as hot. He was, he was looking good right down the start. Unbelievable. Unbelievable today. Yeah. Scores in the, scores in his first game back, first goal, and then scores again today. And the, the goal that he scored, he got his own rebound. Like the kid is not giving up on anything. He is playing like a first line player. It's like it, it speaks to how frustrated he must have been with that leg injury because he's just like ready to go. I think that's it's, why it's he all kind mental. of came back he's just, so quick. He's so dialed and like I'm in. I'm so in on Jake DeBrusque. Long live Jake DeBrusque in black and gold. Yep. At this point, the the he, right decision was made. Um and it's Hey. And it just worked out. Right. We were honoring the trade. It didn't work out at that point. And now we're both happy. <laughs> I know story. I know anyone who still has love lost. You're stupid. You're an idiot. Anyone who's still mad at Jake DeBrusque. I think you're an idiot. I can. It's a business. It's a business. It wasn't working here. It's a different head coach. It's working really well. He likes to be here. Get over it that he requested a trade. It's a damn business. I think, you know, I definitely obviously had my thoughts and opinions on it at the beginning of the season. And it was mostly because of the way that he had gone about it. And I understand the coaching issues. But like like you're saying, if anybody questions it now, you know, I, I get the feeling that this that Jake DeBrusque never wanted out in the first place. He just felt like he needed to get out. You know, it yeah. wasn't working. The the vibes weren't good for him. He was getting kind of buried. Man, um, and like for us, like having Spooner on and just he, like hearing how quick that exit can be and like how bad, like just like a not clicking with a coach can really just end an NHL career, which we've heard from Bobby and everything, like all these people. Like, yeah. I, you just I, like to look at someone and be like, how dare you? he's not crossing the B's. He didn't want to have to be in that position. Right. It's smart to try to get out if you think you're going to lose your career. Right. Yeah, I mean, if or if, if you think you have a better opportunity, like at the end of the day, you want to live in, you want to play in this league as long as you can. I don't know if the goal is Yamir Yager, but the goal is a very long and and prospering and playing the game you love career. It's just like it wasn't working before. Now it isn't. Everyone's happy, and he took that trade request back a while ago. Now, well, that's the thing, right? Like if if they say they kept Cassidy. For two, three years, he buries DeBrusque on the third line and, like, doesn't give him a shot. That kid's career is done. Like, he, he'll he always have a job and whatever, but he'll probably be a fourth liner. And he's not a fourth liner. I mean, it's he's very... He's not a fourth liner, it's so very he's clear. out of the league. Yeah, exactly. He's not a fourth liner. He's out of the league. I don't get... Like, I don't get it. If you know hockey and you're still mad at that move, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. And you're wrong. I just think you're wrong. Yeah. So, anyways, this guy just busts his leg in the Winter Classic, scores a goal probably on said busted leg, and then doesn't miss a beat back here on in February. Let's go, dude. Th- this is this is a little bit of my concern too, though, is that Jake DeBrusque plays so well, and I I love it. I think it's great, but it it makes me wonder if they're not going to do anything at the deadline, thinking that we're in good shape. And the only thing that I have an issue with with that. Is every year we go into the playoffs, when we get bounced, it's because of injuries or because we get outworked or whatever it is. But the depth is the problem. Like, if Jake DeBrus goes down, 
your guy back up on the second on the first line is is Smith. Like, and I like Smith, but him on the first line is not going to win you a cup. So, I'm not saying go out and get a first line player because they can't afford that. But I just wonder what they're going to do and if they think that what they have is enough. I don't want to be pulling four or five guys from Providence just to like make it through the playoffs. No, of course not. Um, I think that before DeBrusque went down, the call was getting more help. I mean, you heard we there, there was rumblings of, uh, you know, people were talking about, you know, pining for uh, Patty Kane at that time. You know, people have always wanted more. Uh, I think even with DeBrusque back and I and even seeing that we were fine without him, people still want more. I think the problem is, is that people don't run the team. And I think the guys who do run the team, I mean, depth has been a big problem. This is the deepest we've been, Andrew. So I, I, I think we do need another guy, but I think your concern is completely fair. I, 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 I'll be shocked if we add that depth at the deadline. Well, it sounds just, like just looking at the track record of 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 Cam and Sweeney, and and don't get me wrong, I'm eating my words on how much I've criticized them in the past. Like this team is unbelievable. It's gonna about it's on the brink of a record breaking team. Don but, Sweeney has has I, I people have to give start giving him credit. For what he's done, I agree. I agree. I, I, and I mean, I'm, I know we've had this conversation before. Say, I've, I've, and I will still. There's still some things I will critique. Sure, uh, of course. In terms, in terms of this roster that he's put together, there, there's no notes. It's, it's a fantastic roster. It's damn near perfect. It's damn near the best that's ever existed in the league. Through a certain amount of games, it is the best that's ever existed. If, if they win the cup this year. He built, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. He came yes. in and he said, You need to give me time to build a, a team. You need to give me time to uh, start with some younger guys, and we're going to get to where we need to be. But he did it in the exact time frame that he had said. And it, I mean, well, 2019 probably would have been the exact time frame, but it's well, close and, enough. Yeah, and he met our ultimatum, which right. was. Make it. Don't let Bergeron retire without another cup shot. Right. Exactly. You know, like, like he. So he not only built that, but he also like, you and I have been like, sell the farm and win now. And yeah. he hasn't like totally done that, but he's done it in the smartest way, where there is still, even when we ultimately do lose these guys, our guys who have been our guys, you know, one of them for almost two decades, or actually two dec or two decades now, and some of them for like ten years, eight years, seven years. When we do do that, we we have a viable pivot where we can still be a competitive team. And like, that's incredible. Yeah. That's phenomenal. But these guys have never added depth. I just, I don't, I, I think to expect, I, I, I will be, I won't be shocked. I will be happy. Uh, but thoroughly surprised. I don't know if, about that though. We do you, add that depth. Do you consider, do you consider them getting a player to fill a position not adding depth do you think that that's just like getting what they need to get because Lindholm is I mean we essentially have the same defensive core as as last year right before we had Lindholm so it's like that was kind of a depth signing but now he's a mainstay guy and Taylor Hall was a depth signing at the at the deadline or do you consider those like that is just what they needed to get and they got it done yeah, I think that's more strength. That's yeah. strengthening the your roster. top four, yeah. your top four, and your top six. Okay, I mean th those are yeah. I mean it's really strengthening, in my opinion, your top, your top four offensive players across the board. I know that's not line numbers. Your top four there, and your top two defensively. Like that, yeah, that's that, that's just bulking to me. Like up top, like that's what you should do. What you and I are talking about is a guy who like yeah can be plugged in in the first line. You don't really want that. But, like, you don't have as much as a problem with him be two or three, and you don't really want him to be a guy who you expect to be on the fourth line. That's the depth that we're talking about. That's the type of guy we're talking about them bringing in, and I just don't see them doing that. I, I suppose my depth guy is basically somebody that can slot in and be and be an actual help on the third line because say that Jake yeah, DeBrus yes, goes down exactly. or say Zaka goes down, right? And Taylor That's Hall has to move yeah. to two yeah. or move to one. 
and doesn't need to be a first. Right, exactly. Kind of, kind of. You don't want him to be. He can't. We can't even Second, afford it. <laughs> second's not ideal, but if you plug, okay. Third line, y- you want to be able to just swap him in and out. Right. Like I'm, you're down with him on any given night, whether he's the scratch or he's the third liner. And then that that guy, I think, is not a fourth line guy. Like like we were talking, like the way DeBrusque couldn't go down. And I'm not saying he's a DeBrusque type. But it's just like, you know, like I know it's not a grinder line anymore, but there's something unique and special about the fourth lines in the NHL. And I, I do think they're a difference maker in a lot of ways, but that's a different conversation. I, I think this guy is a is a third liner, second if you have to, first at worst case scenario. Let me ask you this hypothetical question just because I'm curious what, where you would go with it. Say they do, say they get perfect world situation here. Not going to happen, but say they get Patrick Kane on this team. Yeah. And they give up, they they give up uh, Smith and and some defenseman that's actually worth something, and uh, a first round pick, which might be what they have to do because of salary, right? Right. But where do you put Patrick Kane on this team? Do you really break up that second line, or do you actually put Patrick Kane on the third line? Like this is a that's a tough. Scenario like like hypothetical situation. I think all defensemen are relevant right now, unless you can sell them like two Providence defensemen. I don't want to do it because yeah, I think you're literally breaking up this defense that does have a little bit of depth. And I I, I think like like we were saying like you when you get Lindholm, not only did you bolster the top four on D, but you got a guy who's like a guy and a half. The minutes he plays, the offense he brings, like that is like. A crazy, crazy upgrade out of a single human being. You know what's hilarious? But still getting th- rid of any other guy is diminishing the D to to six. Yeah. Like right now, I'd like to think we have seven. And to go to six is is a problem. It's been a problem with this team. It's like clockwork. The Bruins towards the postseason are down to six guys, and then suddenly that six guy gets injured, and they put in a six guy that we all want to rip our hair out when we watch him play in the playoffs. Right now we have seven. We got to keep seven. You cannot break up this defense to have Patrick Kane on the third line. And yes, there's no world in my head where I think it's a good idea to have him infiltrate the first or second line. Yeah. Well, the the, the first line at this point where it's at is untouchable. Like I don't care who I don't care who you get. It's untouchable. Like there's no player that you're able to afford that could change my mind that should be on the first line. Right now, yeah, it's 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 the dictionary definition definition of if it ain't broke, like do not touch that. Right. Line. So I don't know if you've also been hearing that supposedly there is a trade almost done between the Bruins and the Columbus Blue Jackets. I have um, not. Well, so basically Columbus is saying that they have a trade in place for Gavrikov, defenseman, six three, two twenty, um, good defenseman, young defenseman as well. Uh, but the team that they're trading with needs to clear space in order for that to happen. So everybody's speculating that it's the Bruins. But at, at the same time, what do they need to do in order to bring in a big defenseman like that? Like that, that's that's where I worry because I don't think that this is a depth signing. I think that this is a slot in signing. So that to me means that somebody is on the move in order to make space for that. Sure. Um, I, I, I think so, but I don't have as much of a problem with that. Like my problem with the Patrick Kane thing is that you're losing D to gain a third liner that I don't think you really need. Yes, I think it makes your offense unbelievable, but like you just you got Olmark, he's doing his work. Yes, you, you have good D in front of him, which is helping. You cannot argue that it's not helping. Yeah. We, we don't need to we don't need to change that situation in any in any regard. So do you don't lose D to gain offense, but if you're gonna slot out I don't know a lot about this guy. I mean, but like, so I want to ask you now, who are you down with that slot out? Or is it no one? Because what I'm kind of getting from you is no one. And like, obviously there's situations where it's like, he's not, I'm guessing this guy is, is substantial and he's not going to be like swapped out for our seventh guy. That's not going to be the way it goes. He's going to be what top four. Like, is he second or third line D or is he first or second line D? Well, and that's the whole thing too. And I think, I think, and with and like and I I mean on any team I don't mean necessarily where he would slot in on the Bruins I mean is this guy a, a like which line defense is this guy not necessarily for Columbus either like where would he 
belong on any team. My guess is he's a second pairing defenseman. Um, okay. And a solid one at that. But I don't know. I don't know much about Columbus. I don't know much, much about the player either. Um, I can tell you that in 52 games this year, he's a minus eight. So, you know, I, I suppose it's at actually... The, they're a bad team. I do know that. And that's not that bad. They're the degenerate gambler. I do know they're a bad team. That's, right. That's not... I, I, I would go so far as to say, as someone who does pay attention to hockey and, and results, and specifically the Columbus Blue Jackets, and as a team that you can pretty much count on on a parlay to uh, fall to whoever they're up against. <laughs> minus, eight, minus eight's pretty damn good through February. Yeah. I mean, as a defenseman. Like the, typically they're out there a lot more, but, but then you look at the player, like you look at, I mean, Lin, Lindholm leads the league in plus minus at 36. Right. So, but again, he's on a terrible team. I, yeah. I, I, I think you really got to like per cap, not per capita, but you know, you got to hold on gauge his. Yeah. I need to, I need to make a point here that I didn't know was the case. So I just told you that Lindholm leads the league number one with 36 yes sir tied for number one is matt grizzlick with 36 wow that that's crucial because basically what i wanted to get out of you is would you swap this guy for grizzly the problem is that grizzlick has really really come around for me earlier in the season i felt like he wasn't playing his best and and who knows what the reasoning was for that but i mean the numbers don't lie here 30 plus 36 is insane yeah. And I mean it's it's pretty wild looking at this. I know that we're the best team in hockey, so we should be on this list, but like Pasta's number six, uh McAvoy is number eleven, Bergeron's number fourteen. Like we we are we're crushing this right now. That's McAvoy with a, a substantial amount of time missed, right? Also I just I do want to make it a point to uh to to point out what our, our differential our goal differential is as well. Because we're in first place in the league. Carolina's second place in the league. Uh, and it looks like, to me, New Jersey is the only other team with a... They're the closest team to us in goal differential. They are a plus 46 against their opponents. Um, I don't know if I need to explain what goal differential is to people, but, like, it... We're not going to. We're not going to. So they're they're <laughs> they're a plus 46. <laughs> Do you know? Do you have any idea what we are? <coughs> I believe we're in triple digits. No, we are ninety-two though. Uh, okay. So the next closest team is half of us. I mean, uh, he, we'll, we'll finish the year like one thirty-six. I hope. That. I hope so. Yeah. I, I, mean, I know that I'm just I, reading I stats at this well. point, but I mean, I'm just—it's so impressive what this team is doing and what they've been able to do to. all year. You have to. Um. You have to talk about this team that way. Yeah. You have to put it in parameters that makes us understand how what they've done through this point has not been done. And I know through this point doesn't matter. No one's going to talk in 20 years about what they did through this point. But right now, we're a week-by-week podcast. It's what we got to talk about. Yeah. It's fantastic. So, wouldn't trade him for Grizz. And and I wouldn't trade him for Clifton either. Clifton has been playing great. I, I just don't know. I mean, it's it's really hard because it's like you get attached to these players because you watch them all year and for years, certain players, that it's like, you know, if we do go all the way, I want to see them there when that cup gets lifted. But, like, we need to get there and win the cup in the first place. So it needs to be – it needs that. that's why I'm not a, a GM and that's why I'm not that kind of – you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, it'd be tough. It's a business, and you have to be cutthroat, and you have to trade for what's best for your team. And most of the time, I'm I'm down for that. But these players have been playing so well that it's like, how do you get rid of a guy that helped you get to this point? And everybody on this team so far has helped you get to this point. There is no passengers on this team. Everyone has put in the effort. Everyone shows that they, I mean, the depth scoring is insane. The fact that that Frederick has like 13 goals is insane yeah like everybody is is contributing to this team it's really hard to be like well this guy's you know he's slacking and he's he's got to go and i hate to say it but for guys like no sick i don't know where he slots back into the lineup when he's healthy like you're gonna pull somebody out of the lineup who's been playing well that for a guy that is a fourth liner who is 
I, I again, I hate to say it, but interchangeable. No, but that, that's that's good depth to me. Agre- I know? agree. And that's I, what I, we need. I, th- I think I think we gotta. You know, I'm happy with a no six scratch, and I'm sorry if he's not. But I, I hope everyone on this team, and I, I like to think they all they all see that it's something bigger. Yeah, and it is. It's kind of next man up, and we do need that depth, and we're gonna need it. It's hockey. It, like no six, not gonna not play another game. Right. But you know, he probably he probably lost his his you know starting spot for the time being, and it's just like, dude, it's been it's been rolling without you, and I'm sorry, but like it's hockey. Yeah. Someone might go down. We we love to have you waiting in the wings. That's what we need. 100%. We, need, we need guys in the wings. We got those guys on D. Yeah. Not I, to mention he is a very crazy. He's a very solid depth player. Like he he is a starting player. He's in phenomenal. This he's phenomenal. I think yeah. the concern is if like he's down with it. Right. But ideally he is, you know. I mean, I think this, we need th- that. If he's our 10th guy. Yeah. Or sorry, our, our 13th guy. What, 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 I can't do math. 13th guy. If he's our 13th forward. That's great. That's good news, man. That's really good news. And I think, I mean, at this point in this stage in the season, he's played so much of the season. Should that happen, I think that he must under, he must be able to understand, like, look, this is we, we're trying to win the cup. I mean, you, we win. Your name goes on the cup anyway. And I know that you want to be out there to do that. And, to and win I don't it. think that's lost on anyone in that locker room. No, exactly. Everybody's or in the organization or anything. Listen, yeah. Taylor Hall is playing on the third line. Like, He's a he's a second seems, line seems pretty first line guy on too. on so many other teams. He is willing almost to do anything every, that it almost takes. Every I I don't even maybe not Tampa, maybe maybe not Colorado. I still think he would probably infiltrate Colorado. Maybe not Vegas. Like dude, it's but it's this a is, handful this is of teams. Saying. He's not he's not second line. Right. It's a handful. It, or yeah, it's a handful of teams. He's not second. Yeah. It's just and everybody's doing the what it takes. Yeah. I agree. I, I I love it. I mean, this is what we've been yeah. saying this whole season is that this team is bought in. They're they're going they're going for it. They want to win it all. Um, they're the only team not upset left when it. they're down two no. goals. Not upset when they're down one goal. They're the only team left in the league in single digit losses. Beautiful. So. I just hope they keep rolling, keep doing what they're doing. They got a tough stretch coming Still up. Still without back-to-back regulation at home losses, too, right? I believe so. Believe so. But they got a tough road road trip coming up. They do the west coast of Canada, and they do Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. I mean, that's a tough that's a tough trip just because of the time difference and all that. Like, I don't know. What do you want? What do you want out of that? I want at least three what wins. Do you- that's three out of what? Three out of five. Four. Four, no, three out four. of four. Because four. because I think that they should be able to do that. I think they should be who able they, to win all of them. It? But like, who do they lose to? Maybe Seattle. Interesting. I mean, I suppose that one. I, that one. I hope they have crossed off a little bit. Just the, just the like that's the most embarrassing loss at home this year. That's maybe the most embarrassing. That is the most embarrassing loss this year. I think. Yeah, but Seattle's a good team. Was a good team at the time. I don't know what their 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 ranking is right now. I don't but disagree. Like, I don't disagree. But this is, we're far and away the best team in the league. That's hundred percent. And so that is our most, especially at home. Like sh- like rub your face, rub your face and dog shit yeah. loss. Three like blanked at home, shut out at home. That hasn't happened. We have barely been shut out all year. Uh. That's. I just think that's far and away the worst loss this year. I just hope it's a little circled on the calendar. Let's get them back at home. And, then, and yes, they are a good team. I'm not. Yeah, it's not embarrass. It's not embarrassing. Seattle's not the team they've been. You know, this is this is what I had hoped they would be the first year. I liked when Vegas came in hot. I like that Vegas is still hot. Yeah, like it's crazy how good Vegas is. It's awesome. I think that's good for the league. Yep. New teams being good is good. The Texans coming in and never being relevant in the NFL is a problem. And they've barely been it. And it's been almost, it's been over, it's 20 years now or something. Yep. They're, they're terrible. It's way cooler when a team comes in and they're good. Seattle didn't pull it off for two years. This year, they're pretty damn good. Yeah. It's fun. It's way more fun when new teams are good. And maybe maybe it's easier to say from the other conference where it's less relevant. But I think it's good for the league. I agree. And I'm excited to see what happens with this team. Like, you know, with 
the, the both of those teams in the future, Vegas and uh, Seattle. Obviously, Vegas has been in the league for a bit now, but like it's good to see them continuing to succeed because it it, it is to your point. It's it's good for the league. Like if they come in and they're terrible, then it's not going to be any fun. But no, I mean they're they're. It feels pointless. They're crushing pointless. in like revenue, and they're crushing in bringing in new fans to the league. Oh yeah. I mean the oh, fact yeah. that they have the they have the Winter Classic next year. Yeah. Seattle and Vegas. I mean that's that's insane. Awesome. Let's get Seattle a basketball team. Shout out to KD. <laughs> yeah, I know this is weird, but hear me oh, out. Oh boy. Everyone, everyone who just groaned in their car. Shout out to KD for being asked the question which city he was asked the series of question which city needs a basketball team the most he said seattle follow-up question from the same girl was what would you call it he goes sonics yeah <laughs> exactly it. let's go bring the sonics back we need them um but yeah it's a, I'm, i love that the kraken are good i want to beat them i hope that's circled i hope we don't drop it to the kraken I and, I don't, and i don't want to drop it to the oilers either but i don't want a stupid loss i want four no i guess that's what i'm getting at Dude, same. I'm all for that. Also, shout yeah. out David Krejci. Forgot to mention that. Shout out David. Thousand, got thousand a point, games. Five shots on his thousand game. I wish he got a goal in, but good for him, man. He showed I, his parents at the game. That oh, they was cool. Were, they were there. They were. Yeah, they uh, showed I, them on the broadcast. I didn't see uh, that. And then, um, just really cool to think. You know. This time last year, you don't think David Krejci hits a thousand games. This time last year, you um, don't even know that he's going to ever play an NHL game again. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely don't think he he hits a thousand. Um, just just really him coming back has has been so 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 crucial to this team. I I remember being so much more frustrated with him in his prime than I am this year. It's like it's like really amazing to get him back like this. It's awesome. And I like I, maybe that's a little bit of expectations with how how he's older and stuff, but god, it's just we needed him. I, I maybe or maybe it's just that we you, you miss him and once he's back you you got no complaints. The world, the the Bru, the Bruins organization, the Bruins lineups and everything organization. It's a better Bruins when David Krejci's wearing black and gold. Did they show the the tribute video on the broadcast? Too? Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was like because you see, Yager? you know, the game. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like so I funny. mean, I I'm at, I had it at the bar, so it was it was I had it on mute and uh. stuff, but yeah. It was it was great. He said uh, he said, "Hey, your favorite player growing up here, something like that, along those lines." Because there, he had always said like Yager was his biggest inspiration, or his, you know, of course, of course he was. Um, you don't grow up in in Czech Republic like at, at that age and not love Yager. I mean, like he he's he's still the biggest legend that's ever come from there. I would I would say so. Um, yeah, dude, shout out Yager. <laughs> but anyway shout out david crazy that was awesome i had such a good time today and and I'm, I'm you know i'm so happy that he's back on this team and i mean he like you said there's no way that they're in this position without him especially there's not there's no way that they're even thinking about what they could do at the deadline or thinking about um you know adding to this team if he didn't take the the contract that he took as well i mean you're getting a second line stud for free basically i mean let's be honest so yeah i mean if he wants to if he wants to play again and uh something goes really really well this year uh to the point where like we do that thing where we really wanted them to do that thing uh, you know the thing we hope for every year mm -mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, 2011 whatever um <laughs> if we do that maybe we pay him a little more if he wants to play again sure just as a, just as a thank you sure I'm right after they pay, pay right after they they pay pasta I, I don't want to talk about paying anybody until pasta, obviously. 41, 41 goal scorer uh, up to this point in the season did pass. Is that good? He's never. He, this is his first year hitting 40, I believe, as well. No. He didn't. No? No. He 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 was the co-winner of the Rocker Richard with Ovechkin. I think he had 50. Oh, okay. But, what did I see? But it's one, his fastest at 40. That That's makes what I sense. Saw. Yeah. One yeah. goal behind uh, Connor McDavid right now for the most in the league. So he's coming for that Rocket Richard. Better watch out, McDavid. Yeah. Connor McDavid, they call him the LeBron of the league. What would that make pasta? Uh, Pro probably the Michael Jordan. 
That's it. We're signing off on that. <laughs> yeah, I should have teed that up to be the ending. Uh, Michael Michael Jordan, the goat. David Pasternak, the, the future goat. Eighty-eight, twenty-three, dude. You can't. No, never mind. <laughs>